Get ready. It's time for Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's late night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. Hello, St. Louis. It is Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. John Hancock, Braxton Payne alongside, filling in for the uh, <clears throat> out-of-town Michael <laughs> Kelly. But fear not. Good to see you, Braxton. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, fear not. Our our wonderful co-host is joining us from the sunny shores of Florida. Hello, Michael Kelly. I played golf for the first time this year. And? It was okay. I didn't lose any money, but I didn't win any money, and uh, my stroke wasn't so great. But uh, I was glad to be out there. Well, there you are. Um, what was the uh, yeah, What was I, the weather like? We had a nice day here. Seventy-seven degrees, oh. kind of breezy, nice. no humidity. Lovely, absolutely perfect. It Lovely. wasn't. It wasn't quite as picturesque as an evening of uh, Hancock and Kelly, but it was doggone close. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close. All right, let's get to the important question. Uh, what was wrong with the car? Okay, so right now it's at the dealership. Uh-huh. Um, the mechanic seems to think that it may be the alternator, ding, but ding. it could be something else <laughs> if it, it needs to be diagnosed. Uh-huh. Uh, by the computer uh-huh, and the computer. Uh, you don't need no stinking computer when you got Hancock, because I diagnosed well, that car, and what did I tell you it was? The alternator. That's exactly yeah, right. What does that mean? Like, if you you're di- you diagnosed your car with a sway bar issue, and you still haven't fixed. It. Well, but it doesn't doesn't matter. The point is that, like a doctor, <laughs> I took a look at that car, and I said. That's an alternator issue right there, boys. <clears throat> and I think I will be borne out tomorrow as being correct. And by the way, Michael, uh-huh. you'll be back Friday morning. I will. Uh, so Sunday, after you left me in the dust leaving town after the show, I yes. made my way over to the Pink Galleon. To play some snooker? I did. And that was me. Now you and didn't have me. Who would you play with? It was Kotesh. Uh, the Lion of India. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Lion yeah. of India. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Michael? He was using the former stick uh, previously uh, owned by MSK. That's correct. Michael's old stick he was yeah. using. Yeah. Michael, it was the best snooker I have ever played in my life on Sunday. Really? It was, I mean, really? I don't like to talk. Okay. But, no, clearly. So I was down second frame. I was down 21 points. There was 22 on the table. Ran the table. Uh, next frame, consecutive breaks of 26, followed by a 35. 61 points in two turns at the table. Never done that before. That's it, incredible. It was uh, it was something. I won that frame 88 to 10. Uh, so Jeez. you got to feel Funny, what's that. going on? I, I leave you alone for... 24 hours, and you suddenly learn to remember how to play the game again? Boom. It was it was incredible. Brax, you should have been there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what 88 to 10, but I think that sounds good. No, it and sounds I, good. I think that's probably pretty good. It's quite good. Quite good. Braxton's having a baby yeah. here later this month, Michael, as you know. Uh, Around Valentine's Day, right, Brax? Uh, the 21st is the due date. So, but we'll see when, you know, we're at the mercy of when it comes, it comes. When she comes. My grandfather was born on Valentine's Day, and they called him Valentine. If um, 
if you have your baby on Valentine's Day, will you call it Valentine's? Sure. I mean, might as well. My dad's birthday's the next day, so maybe oh, nice. we'll just name her after my dad, you know, something like that, since we don't have a middle name picked out yet. Um, well, you got uh-huh. you got to get busy on the middle name. You I, can't, I mean, you got to put thought in, you know, the name's very significant. Uh, what's your middle name, PJ? Tyler. There it is. Named after a president of the United States. John Tyler. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, guess what? Mine is. a canoe and Tyler too. Well, that was 1840. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Guess what? Mine is. Your middle name is Braxton. <laughs> no, that's my first name. Oh, my middle name well, is is Michael. He's got the best name. <laughs> oh, there it is, Braxton Michael. Very nice. Yes, very that's nice. my father. But he's you're gonna have to pick it's out John Ray, isn't it? John Ray. Now, my family, you know, <laughs> from the we're from the Ozarks. Uh, well, you either gonna you were either gonna be a politician or a serial killer. Exactly. <laughs> um, instead, you're a radio talk show host, which uh, I think is a combination of both. Uh, pretty much the same thing. So yeah, my family. <laughs> My sister was Paula K, and then my brother was born, and he was David J, and then I was John Ray. So there you have it. Should have been a poet. Huh. What's what's your wife's middle name? Florence. Florence. Yeah. Okay. Like as in Nightingale. Well, yeah, Florindi. Uh, her named after her grandmother, uh, the Yaya Florindi, and uh, uh-huh. then she also had her paternal grandmother, the Ayatula, and uh, the Ayatula is who. Our granddaughter is named for. So there you have that. Is that her name, Yaya, or is that? Well, Yaya's grandma. grandma. Gra- Yaya's grandma. So she was. What's Tula? What's Tula mean? Well, it's Tula. Uh, it means precious, and uh, Poniatula uh-huh. is the Greek name. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, Poniatula. But she, our, our very Tula, precious. Yes, our, our Tula is just Tula. Uh, whenever I go out in public, I often hear people chanting that at me. Uh, <laughs> Plenty of Tula, plenty of Tula. Very precious, very precious. I'm like, okay, thank you. Who are you? Uh, who are you uh, hanging out with, cheating on me down there? Well, I'm down here with my buddy Bob Sutier. You know him. He was the uh, former head of the AFL CIO. He likes you. It's I like weird. Bobby. Uh, Bobby's a good man. Yeah. And uh, our friend Joe Larue, an NFL former NFL referee. I was quizzing really? him this evening. Hopefully, I'm going I'm to try to talk him into oh heck coming on and being on the show on with Friday. This week. Oh, let's do it yeah. on Friday. Uh, having a so yeah. he was an NFL official, and you know the the yeah, interesting great thing, attorney. yeah. Well, these NFL officials all have real jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not full time officials, which I only learned that a few years ago. And uh, hey, Steve, yeah. Do you guys do you guys remember the lights out Super Bowl, the one in New Orleans where the lights went out? Yes, yes, he was that, there. That that was the Super Bowl that Joe repped. He's been in one Super Bowl. He has a ring. Wow! And it was that Super Bowl, and he has a great experience uh, and story to tell. So I'm going to get him to come on with us on Friday, John, and talk a little bit about. Um, being an NFL referee and his experience at the Super Bowl. So, uh, do they have sports book book in Florida? I imagine they probably do. Most I have no idea. Do. We've been we've been golfing, yeah. and uh, needless to say, I I paid my money. I paid my money to the pot. I got more than half of my money back, which means that I played poorly, but not poorly enough to lose all my money. So uh, tomorrow's another day, I guess. Uh, are you guys playing the same course every day, or are you kind of no, changing it up? No, we're head- I'm heading north to Palm City, which is right there in Stewart, Florida, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow we're playing a place called Hammock, uh, Hammock Creek, oh. and uh, we're looking forward to that. And then, uh, then I'm coming back here on Wednesday and Thursday, and then uh, 
Friday morning, I'll be with well, you. Well, there you go. So relax. now, is it is it hammock like a swinging thing, or is it ham hock like the food? That's a good question. I don't know, nor do I really want to <laughs> Have know. Have you ever had ham hocks, um, so, Michael? No. How about no, you, Brax? you ever eat a ham no. hock? Uh, how about you over there, PJ? Any, any no, no ham hocks? Nope. Well, what is a ham hock? Let's get on that. Let's send well, that to the research you department. you have legs like a hammock. Yeah, you know, well, like, I love a hammock. Oh my, the, the, my problem is getting out of the hammock. It's the joint between yeah. the tibia and yeah. the metatarsals of the foot of a pig. Oh, well, that explains why I've not had it. Uh, mm. Wow. Wow. The metatarsal. Like, like, that just sounds nasty. It's a, it's a pig's foot is what it is. It's a joint yeah, that sounds foot. nasty. It's a, it's a joint of a pig's foot. Who yeah. eats pig's feet? Well, that doesn't sound well, good. Some people do. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a it's quite a thing out there. Yeah. You'd have be you surprised. ever had snout? Have you ever no. had the, the nose no. of a no. pig? No, 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 no. It's gross. I don't like uh, eating anything that looks like it looked when it was on the animal. You know? I mean, that's so kind somebody of... Somebody tonight ordered uh, veal at dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I made the comment that sometimes veal, the, the feet never touch the ground. Hmm. And that guy, it didn't seem to affect his willingness to eat that food. But ever since somebody told me that once, I, I can't eat veal. Is that right? Where'd you where'd you have where'd yeah. you have veal? We went to a place called Lenora's, which is a little Italian place uh, right across the street in Alton. And um, I had the carbonara. Yeah. And my buddy Bob had the um, I don't know what Bob had, but the fats. Well, this riveting got, radio. Uh, I tell you what, you, folks, you got to get up awfully early in the morning to get radio like yeah, this. Yeah, but Bruce, he he got the um, he got the veal, and I can't eat it because sometimes the veal feet never touch. Uh, oh, around. that's what they say. Now, did he get the salt and yeah. boca with a little cheese on top? Hmm. I think he did. Yeah, uh-huh. the veal chop. It was a veal chop. Yeah, it was a veal chop. Sounds good. I'll tell you, who's got a mean veal chop in this town. Is uh, Napoli yeah. Napoli too? Yeah. Napoli yeah. two. Well, what about one and three? Not so much. Well, I've not had the veal at one and three. I've had the veal at two. Well, I went to uh, 801 Fish last night. Oh, man. That's an arm and a leg. Um, yeah. We, it was a nice little birthday dinner for my sister in law. Oh, nice. And, you know, I really wasn't feeling seafood, so I ended up getting a steak. And let me tell you, the steak was phenomenal. You got the steak at the fish place. Yes. I got the steak at the fish place. He got the steak at the oh. fish place. I mean, we had oysters what? for appetizers and huh. things like that, but I just wasn't in the mood for. My guy's having a kid, and he's eating oysters over here. That's, uh, that's <laughs> impressive. That's a good decision. When you're you're in the middle of the country, and you go to a fish place sometimes, you got to remember, well, I'm about 1,500 miles from an ocean. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to eat something that walks rather than swims. Oh, and hopefully it's feet touch the ground. He's Michael Kelly down in sunny Florida. He's playing. <laughs> he's on the golf course down there, having the time yeah. of his life. He'll be back with us Friday morning here on I'll The Voice of Friday. St. Louis. When we come back, it's our weekly visit with our sports Insider, get a little insight on the Super Bowls coming up on this Sunday. That's next on Hancock and Kelly. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. The National Football League comes to a head this Sunday. Super Bowl 57. And joining us to talk about it is our sports insider from Chicago, Illinois, John Hancock. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how's it going? Great. So look, John Hancock and integrity go hand in hand. It's what the listeners have come to expect, and I have to own up to some of my past remarks. All right. I'm apologizing. Bring it. To a team I've dismissed, a city I've denigrated, and especially a quarterback that I have disrespected. Whoa. 
I, I admit I was wrong. And moving forward, I have three words. What are they? Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> it's Jalen Hurts. Give me Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Give me Coach Sirianni. Give me Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick. It was always Philadelphia. 34-20 to 20 in a route. Give me the E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. By two <clears throat> what do you have for dinner? <laughs> wow, that was. Uh, I'm 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 gathering that perhaps you're picking the Eagles uh, to win the, the Super Philadelphia Bowl. Eagles, a blood bank, mortal lock guarantee. <laughs> wow, uh, Mahomes though. I mean, look at the look at the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has. I mean, the, the the Chiefs can win this thing. So I've studied the tape. I've watched the all twenty two. Obviously, Mahomes always has a chance. But this Eagles defensive front, we, it could be shades of the Tampa Bay-Kansas City Super Bowl when they lost to Brady, could only get nine points on the board. Hmm. The Philadelphia front is going to be cause havoc for Mahomes. Well, and they've got a very good secondary. Arguably, this is the best secondary that the Chiefs are going to see in the playoffs, uh, this Eagles team. Those two cornerbacks they have are really something. Absolutely. It's, you know, they've been, they're ball hawks out there. They've got the, you know, them and the Niners, the best defenses in the playoffs. Chiefs are going to have to hope Jalen Hurts can't rise to the occasion for them to have any chance in this thing. They're going to need turnovers. Because on paper, I love the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what's your plans for the Super Bowl, Junior? I'm just going to get together with some friends here, you know, in Chicago. Everyone's optimistic about the future for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> just go over to, uh, you know, friend's apartment. No major plans. Yeah, so I, I, one of the things that I love about the Super Bowl is the different prop bets that you can do. Um, do you have any that you and your buddies will do on a regular basis? You know, the, you know, the coin flip or the national anthem or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I always go tails never fails on the coin flip. And then the Gatorade bath at the end. Yeah. Blue has been a hot color. Uh, I have some sources here that unfortunately haven't given their indications on the Gatorade color, but it's automatic. Orange is the favorite right now at plus 350. Uh, and then you got yellow and green at plus 400 and then blue at plus 400. Blue. I've never seen blue. Yeah. And clear yeah, blue, slash blue is water a big is winner. Patriots Rams is blue. Oh, is that right? Belichick got the uh, the blue Gatorade. Who, who knew? Well, that's, yeah. uh, that's fascinating. Well, you know, this game... Uh, <laughs> The Super Bowl, in my opinion, rarely lives up to the uh, to the hype and the and the expectations. And uh, you know the chances of this being a blowout, uh, particularly after listening to our sports insider, uh, are pretty good. Uh, you think this game's over at halftime? No, honestly, if anything, I could see this being tight at halftime, and then the Eagles really pulling their way in the second half. Yeah, the running game for the Eagles, uh, they, you know, although I got to tell you, man, this Pacheco on Kansas City, I don't know that anybody saw him developing into this kind of a football player. Well, he, he's really something. Yeah, you know where he came from. Where? He's a Shiano man. Oh, Rutgers. From Rutgers. Well, there you go. That explains it. That explains <laughs> RBU, it. RBU. And he's wearing Tyreek Hill's number 10, which, uh, and he was, I, I guess he was their last draft pick, right, for the Chiefs? Seventh rounder? Uh, yeah, this is his second year. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Pacheco, he's uh, he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good thing. All right, so you got the Eagles. You got the Eagles plus, what did you say, 14? I got I got it by 14, but I think you can go down Eagles minus 9.5, get a nice bump on that on those odds, and you can take that to the bank. Wow. There you have it, folks. That's, uh, that's some exciting stuff. And uh, where do we stand now the offseason? You're going to have – who's going to have the top pick? Uh, the – 
Bears got the top pick after that Lovey Smith Houston magic. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So the Bears have the top pick, and, and everybody thinks it's going to be a quarterback, I guess, or not so much? No, so the Bears, they really like um, you know, who they got in Justin Fields. So people are uh, projecting they're going to trade that down so someone else can take Bryce Young out of Alabama. Jalen Carter, uh, defensive lineman out of Georgia, is one of the consensus top non-quarterbacks on the board. I think that they're going to go uh, try to get a defensive player. The Bears, they should get some weapons for fields, but you know we'll see what they decide to do. Yeah, and that's an interesting division they're in, in that NFC Central. The Vikings kind of surprised everybody this year, and then they fizzled out into the playoffs. But the Bears might develop into something within a year or two, you think? They could, and the Lions, you know, they're going in the right direction. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, who knows what he's going to do. He could be out of town. Were you surprised that Tom Brady made it official, final? Uh, I, I wasn't. Uh, I'm a little surprised he did it this quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it does feel kind of final this time. Yeah, so he's, we'll see. so he says he's going to be a Fox announcer, but he's not going to do it until 2024. Do you think he'll be any good at that? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, they're going to pay him enough, so he better be, but <laughs> I, I, I can't see him being an electric color commentator. Yeah. Well, you know, Tony Romo uh, made the transition. A lot of I, I heard somebody the other day speculate that Romo in his first couple of years, because he was so newly removed from the NFL, remember he would predict the plays and all yeah. of that, yeah. and, and he's lost some of that as he's gotten further and further away from his playing days. Uh, Brady potentially will have that kind of insight as a color analyst. He could be pretty good. I just find it hard for somebody that's that manic and type A to not be good at something. So not jumping right into it in 2023, taking a year to, you know, probably practice. You know, you know he's going to have coaches and things like that that will help him uh, perfect it. I just find it hard that, I mean, he is funny too. He's sometimes. Oh, he, he be, come on. Come oh, come on. on. He I is mean, funny. No, he's, he's not even funny for an athlete like the man. <laughs> I mean, come on. That guy is about as abnormal as you can get. <laughs> he is a rather unique figure. I think we can he's, all he's a weird yes. guy. He's going to have an interesting, interesting post-playing career. I could see some lawsuits with the TB 12 method, those supplements he's shucking. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I hope for him it goes well, but I could see it being an unmitigated disaster. Uh, hope best case scenario, you got Michael Jordan, but you know, we'll see. Well, there you have it. So, uh, I'm going to shift gears real quick. Just have a minute or so left. Uh, John Hancock joins us from Chicago talking Super Bowl. Uh, a week from today, pitchers and catchers report to Jupiter, Florida for the St. Louis Cardinals. A lot of question marks on this team. Heard an interview with Tyler O'Neill today yep. on the MLB. Did you hear that interview? Yeah, that he's working on his uh, cardio, so helps yep. his endurance for the whole season. Yeah. So, what do you what do you make of this Cardinal ball club? You know, there's it's a lot of hope, which you know I don't think it's false hope, which is good. But we're banking on a lot of things to go right, including O'Neill playing at a high elite level. Uh, Goldschmidt not taking a massive regression given his age. Arenado continuing to do what he does. The pitching staff not losing the losing a step or two. Uh, losing the anchor that's been Yachty with Contreras. Uh, then the pitching staff, we got to see if Flaherty can get healthy and perform. Uh, a lot lot of question marks, but I do think that enough dominoes can fall in the right direction, and this team can be a true contender. Yeah, well, they probably got to win the Central, right? And so that puts you in the playoffs. It doesn't take you very far, though. A lot of ball clubs, you look at what the Padres did in the offseason. Uh, Dodgers still quite good. The Phillies, Mets. Uh, there's Braves. A, Braves, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of very good ball clubs 
in the National League. Well, John Hancock, thanks so much for your time. How's the weather in Chicago? Single digits last week, but we're warming up. Feels like it's 70 when it's in the 30s here. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> thing. Well, enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll have you on next Monday to see if you got this right. We'll find out. Hey, when 34 we co- to 20. Yeah, we heard you. When we come back, Braxton Payne and I are going to talk uh, earthquake preparedness. It could happen right here on KMLX. And welcome back to Hancock and Kelly on a Monday night. Michael Kelly is out of town. That happens every so often. Braxton Payne, kind enough to sit in and uh, saw the news this morning when we got up of 7.8 Richter scale earthquake striking in Turkey and into Syria. Over 3,000 people dead so far uh, and, and climbing. That thing is just some of the video that they've seen from the outskirts. It destroyed a two-century, um, two-millennial old cathedral, among other things. Wow. Just a very, very devastating earthquake. It got me thinking that, you know, we're sitting on this New Madrid fault down the mm-hmm. road here. Uh, something like that could happen here. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely something that you we never really think about. We think about, you know, tornadoes, I think, a lot here in the Midwest and, and how devastating those can happen. But this could just one morning and it could be life-changing for us all. And I know I have some friends that are prepared for these types of things, right? They really? have, you know, they have an emergency kit for any type of situation if they were to lose power, you know, has the water, has, uh, you know, unperishable food items and things like that. I'm not prepared at all. I don't think I have anything like that. Well, I've got a, I've got a week's worth of food in the house at all, <laughs> at all times. And so, uh, you know, if I can, if you survive the, the shake, then, uh, you know, probably be, probably be okay. And I, I hope they were saying over in Turkey that the government's so corrupt that they weren't putting the buildings in shape to withstand something like this. Although 7.8 is a pretty big deal, PJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ, what the 7.8, that's got to be one of the lar- biggest ones we've had in a while. We're going to turn that over to the research department, <laughs> Brax. Uh, we've got one of the crack research staff here at the Voice of St. Louis. But it was a 7 point something that uh, rattled in 1811, 1812 here uh, that, you know, and there were people living in St. Louis then mm-hmm. and, and across the river in, in East St. Louis, Illinois. And it's not happened at that level since. Have you lived through an earthquake? Uh, I've we've, felt we've felt shocks before. Tremors, yeah. yeah, but um, and the one I remember was probably two or three years ago. Um, it was like during the middle of the night, and I remember like feeling something. Yeah, I slept through that one. Yeah, and then I woke up the next day, and obviously Facebook, everyone's talking about, "Hey, yeah. did you feel this?" And then obviously you turn on the news, and they say we had an earthquake. But it is very like it's it's a very jarring thing to think about. That just I mean. You know, where is the safest you know spot to be during an earthquake? I don't know. But besides when you're in high school, you did like the drills where you went underneath the desk. Like, is it the middle of the street? Yeah. Um, I mean, the desk is going to fall on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the uh, what, what do we have here the, in the uh, research the, the department? The biggest earthquake ever recorded was a, a 9.5. Woo. It happened in 1960 in Chile. Chile. Wow. And it, it, I don't, you know, I'm kind of a scientist. <laughs> Uh, the way this Richter scale thing works, boys, is that every tenth of a point is like a big deal. Uh, it's like a you know an order of magnitude. So like a tenth mm-hmm. of a point at seven point eight is that's that's a biggie. And so where so is this an existing fault that this happened? Has it you know happened in the past in in the Turkey area, or is it something that is more? I guess, well, the faults are there. Yeah, the yeah, faults right. are there. It goes back to. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, what do they call that thing? The tectonic plates. Yeah, the, right, the plates. But it goes back to Pangea. Right. When we were Pangea back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, there was just one big blob of land and then a bunch of water. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, Pangea kind of breaks up and uh, starts floating all over the place. You get all these continents running around out there, and then uh, pretty soon you got these faults in your tectonics. Mm-hmm. And when you got the <laughs> when you got the fault in the tectonic breaks, you, you, the the little plates they kind of shift like that. It's kind of uh, so. The answer is you don't. You're not sure. You'd say, well, they're rubbing against each other. These <laughs> plates, it. and mm-hmm. then so at some point, it, something's got to give. Yeah. And when it gives, it boom, it goes like that, and then the ground starts shaking and. You shook me all night long. Who did that song? ACDC. ACDC. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I digress a little bit, but I am I'm fairly concerned about an earthquake. Yeah, you know, and I wonder if our infrastructure. I look at these bridges. You know, you got to get to St. Charles Bridge there. Um, I, I wonder. It, it could be devastating on this area. Oh, I think so, too. And, and it's it's not only just, you know, it's obviously where the fault lies. I mean, there's people that live right down there, too. I mean, like those people are going to be really affected, but it's going to reach all the way up to Hannibal. You know, it's not something that you're just going to feel in one little area. And my fear, too, is a lot of like, you know, my house, for example, was built in 1885. Ooh, I'd um, get out of that. So, so it's old, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's tilted or whatever it may be. And a lot of our you know, a lot of our properties here are not built in fashions that are to withstand this. But my fear is, is where all the flooding that could happen if something like this were to occur, occur when you, you know, all of St. Louis is a floodplain. Yeah. If, if there's some major shift, it could, you Knock know. Knock over those levees? Yes. And then you, here comes the water. Man, that would be horrible. It would be like a horror movie. Yeah. Now, you got to get out of that house, Braggs. I mean, you got a baby coming, and yeah. you don't want to—you don't want the baby to be shaken up in an earthquake. So, you have a little fun fact about my house. Actually, uh-huh. it was so it was built in 1885. Yeah, it was a double lot, and the second part of the lot was for the carriage uh, carriages for the from the brewery. So, what would happen is during the day. The the people that would deliver the beer out to the county, they would come there, they would sleep during the day, and then they would have their horses. And my neighbor next to me, he actually, his family, is uh, would do the horseshoes. Oh, wow. um, and then so they would all sit there, and then they, it was like a bunkhouse for, for all the, for the brewery workers that would do the deliveries. Um, and that was the case until the early 19, I think 1920s. Wow. Um, my house was part of that. You yeah. were you were like a brew house there, yeah. a little carriage and the horses out there. Yeah, so technically, it's still a double lot. That is a, double lot's just the carport. Is a, oh, so there is no more carriage house. No carriage house oh, now. All right. Well, there you go. You got to get out of there. Eighteen eighties, <laughs> man. That earthquake starts shaking, and uh, uh, so you ready for this uh, fatherhood? Uh, yeah, I mean, so we got a couple more weeks left. It's been a. Uh, she's feeling fine, uncomfortable. I think as as most people do in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, the nursery's ready. The car seats in. The strollers unpacked, you and you're know. sure it's a girl. Uh, yeah, you're well, positive. Yeah, it's a girl. So I'm just hoping there's just one. I mean, it, it, I had a, she had a cousin that had twins, and and they didn't know, and they didn't know until uh, how like, could you not a, know? You got the two last kids ultrasound in there. Yeah, the last ultrasound. Well, huh. she's hiding behind the other one. Ooh, a shy boy. twin. Yeah, so that that terrifies me. But yeah, we're. Uh, Getting ready. We're going to deliver at MOBAP, which I'm excited. We did a little tour. Which I don't know if you did. You do a tour when you before you? Well, that was a long time ago. Let's see. Uh, we had the first one, uh, Johnny. Uh, he was born at Saint at Saint. Uh, no, he was born at Saint John. I can't remember. <laughs> and uh, he was born at Saint John's, and Mary Catherine was born at Saint Luke's, maybe or the other way around. I can't mm-hmm. remember. You know how it all how it all went down. But uh, I do remember coming home. 
I, I taught a campaign school that day down in Union, Missouri. And uh, I drove home, and the landscape guy was in the front yard, you know, and, and he had, they just, they just left. I'm pulling in, and they're, like, like driving and flying out of the place. And I go inside, and I said, what's going on, sweetheart? And she says, I'm in labor. And I said, oh. So, <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we hopped, in the, hopped in the car and got to the hospital and had the, had the baby boy who now believes the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> it's a lot, a lot can happen in those 28 years. It goes fast, though, Brax. That's oh. all I can tell you. It's going to go so fast. I feel like the pregnancy has gone so fast. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we found out, and then it was like you couldn't tell anybody for three months, which I think is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is not tell anyone. Um, and then once you tell everyone, it's really exciting. And then you just play the waiting game and yeah. do all the showers. And I just can't believe how much a little human needs. I mean, there's just so oh, many gadgets and oh, things now. You ain't seen nothing it's yet. It's just insane. You haven't seen nothing yet. And and then, yeah, have you had the diaper party? Yeah, so we had the diaper party. How'd you, how'd you come out? Oh, I have my whole entire third floor in the house is just diapers. diapers. I mean, so go. I think we... We will not be purchasing any diapers or wipes probably for the first several months, which is nice. I was at the Pink Galleon yesterday playing a little snooker, and the guy came in with a couple of things of, of uh, diapers. And I said, oh, I said, somebody's having a baby. He said, yeah, we're having a diaper party here. So he's sitting there, and nobody's coming. <laughs> I mean, he's just sitting there. And uh, so about 15 minutes later, I hear him, he gets on the phone. He's at the wrong Pink Galleon. Uh, oh. There's another one down south, I guess. And so all of his diapers were at the uh, at the other <laughs> location. So, But your diapers all made it to your diaper party. Where, where'd, you where'd you have the oh, diaper party? We had party? it at the Great Grizzly Bear in Soulard. Uh-huh. It's uh, just a nice little sports bar. We did a, it was probably a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, but she's had three showers. You know, each family has one. Oh, she yeah. has a friend one or four because then she had a work one as well. Now, do you have to sit through those things? Uh, no, so you, oh. I, I come at the very end. I, I got to um, tell you, man. I say thank you to everyone yeah. and load up the car. Yeah, I can't. I, I just can't do it. I, yeah. I, you know, I went to, ooh, man, bringing back a lot of memories there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big shower fan, uh, but we had him. We had our diaper party for Mary Catherine's baby at uh, Top Golf. That was very cool. Oh, yeah. That was very that cool. That is a good. Yeah. That is definitely, I, like, I mean, I think the diaper party is the fun part of the parties the showers you know opening gifts i don't like opening gifts in front of people it makes me feel uncomfortable why in case you hate it well just like you I mean it's <laughs> also nothing, nothing worse than opening a present you hate and having yeah, to act well, like you true. like it yeah that's uh, definitely true it's tough yeah but when so so when you when you gave birth or not you you didn't give birth but, i was uh, uh, i was on site when you guys were there what yeah. was uh, how did you do in the room? Because I'm I'm a little anxious about that, to be honest. Well, I had the benefit of a camcorder back in the day. Uh-huh. So did my dad. So I was uh, I was the Otto Preminger in there filming <laughs> the uh, the thing, interviewing the doctor, and uh, then when it all happened, uh, I made it through somehow. Because I'm I'm pretty queasy with stuff. Me too. That's what I'm. But it's I tell you what, Brax, it's such an incredible moment in life. I mean, to see to it's indescribable. And it's such an overwhelming point in time uh, that you'll never forget it unless, of course, it's been 28 years. And you can't remember what <laughs> hospital you're in. But it, it, it will be an unforgettable experience. You'll get through it just fine. That's Braxton Payne. I'm John Hancock. Michael Kelly is away. He's on assignment again. And uh, when we come back, you know, nobody watches these award shows anymore. I guess the grannies or Grammy, whatever they are, <laughs> happened last night. I didn't know anything about it. Braxton knows all about that stuff. We're going to talk about it after this on Cable X. About to be a great night. Really good tonight. Yeah. The 
just one hell of a night. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on KMOX. Yeah, so the Grammy Awards last night, that's, uh, that's what they give for the music. Uh, musicians get the Grammy Awards. You get the actors, get the Oscars, and the uh, the uh, stage people get the Tonys. Yeah. The uh, actors on television, they get the Emmys. Mm-hmm. But we had the Grammys last night, and yeah. this is for all kinds of music. And uh, what I've realized in my advancing age is that, uh, well, I'm not all up to speed with all the music that you kids are listening to yeah. these days, Braxton. Who was the big winner at the Grammys last well, night? There's, a, there's definitely a couple winners. Uh, first off, I think one of the winners uh, was Paramount Plus, uh, which was the CBS uh, is who ran it. It was mm-hmm. the, the ratings were actually up no. this year. Yes, they had... Uh, 12.4 million uh, viewers. Was it on network television? Yes, it was on Channel 4, so oh. CBS. Um, so it was 12, 12.4 million viewers, um, which was up from only 8.8. Right. I mean, there uh, been nobody. Ago. I mean, yes. that's, that's about how many people watch the January 6th here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and believe it or not, I found this really interesting, uh-huh. too. In 2013, yeah. it was the peak for the Grammys. Guess how many, uh, how many people tuned 2013. into that? Was, uh, the, was the highest rated. I'm going to say you're looking at right around 27, 28 million. 40 million people Whoa. watched the Grammys in 2013. So that just tells you in 10 years. They're I mean, just, they're just gone to 30, yeah, 30 million people. Plummeting into the top. toilet. Yeah. Wow. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, it was, I watched performances. Did they have performances? They did. So one of the best performances. So it was the 50th anniversary of the creation of hip hop. So they had uh, huh. a 15-minute. It's f- been around 50 years. Yep. 50 huh. They had 50 years, but they had a 15-minute performance. Nelly was there, LL Cool J, Salt and Pepper. Uh, all of them performed in you know a 15-minute melody. They were at different stages throughout the thing. I thought it was pretty cool. Nelly, um, Nelly was there. Nelly actually brought back the Band-Aid. I don't know if you remember, you know, when he would wear the little Band-Aid on his cheek was you know a fashion statement, and he hasn't been wearing that very often. And He's brought it back, which I, I thought know, was interesting. I didn't know anything about the Band-Aid. Yeah. So Nelly had a Band-Aid. Yeah. Some of the big winners, oh. uh, which is, uh, you know, Beyonce won her. Heard of her? Won her 30. Is that, that's who's performing at the Super Bowl, right? That is Rihanna, who we found oh, out. Right. How performing. do you keep all these people straight? <laughs> you got Beyonce over here. You got Rihanna over there. They don't have last names. Uh, you know, it, so it's Rihanna that's performing at the Super Bowl. Rihanna. She didn't win any Grammys last night. Uh, not that I. She wasn't one of the big winners. Yeah, she's she not a win. big winner. Yes. She, uh, but now Beyonce over here. But I mean, and, she is a big winner because she's going to be performing at the Super Bowl. Now Beyonce's I mean, been around a while now, right? Beyonce, I mean, she's, yes. Uh, so she's she won her thirty second Grammy. Wow, uh, which is the most all time. So she's become she's the winning more Grammys than the most of all time, and and. The first one that she won, she wasn't there to receive um, because she was still st- stuck in L.A. traffic. So she wasn't able to wow. receive her first Grammy. Of the 32 night. Grammys. 32 Grammys. Now, you know the origin of the name Grammy. Anyone? No. Anyone? I'm going to go out on a limb here. We'll take this to the research department. PJ's been working overtime tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it has something to do with the gramophone. Oh. The Deutsch gramophone, which is how some of the earliest recordings were uh, heard by Americans. And uh, it, was, I... it was originally called the Gramophone Awards. <clears throat> well, there you go. <clears throat> well, look at that. So you take me back to the 19-teens, and I'm all, I'm all over. You start talking about Rihanna and Beyonce or whatever her name is. Who else won at this thing? Yeah, so Harry Styles won Album heard of, of the Year. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he does what kind of stuff? It's pop music. Pop music. Yeah, it's uh, it's. 
he's very good live. He's become very popular. He was a member of a boy band, broke off from that. Mm-hmm. The kids um, like Harry Styles. They, they do. Everyone yeah. likes Harry Styles. But I thought it was interesting when he won. A lot of people have predicted Beyonce to win Album of the Year. She did not. And she has, you know, her fans are called the Beehive. Uh-huh. Um, and so there was a couple of fans in the audience. You could hear them. Uh, Buzzing. Heckling, yes, uh-huh. uh, Harry Styles after he won, which was a little interesting. Well, that's not very nice to poor Harry Styles, and a poor guy. Do you know who Viola Davis is? Viola Davis. She's a violin player. She's an actress. An actor, of course. Uh, she won. She won an Oscar. She won for uh, what's you call it? Yes. Yeah, so she won her EGOT last night. Is that right? She won the heck for is that? Uh, so EGOT is when you win an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, and an Oscar. Wow. So she's won all of those things. She won for her uh, spoken album, uh, which is her audio book, essentially, is what she won for. Wait a minute. You get a Grammy for an audio book? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Maybe. Maybe I can win a Grammy. That would be nice. You know, my first album went went aluminum. (laughs) It did. All right, who else won? These people I've never heard of. Yeah, well, and then Lizzo won Song of the Year. Lizzo. What the heck is that? She's a a pop artist. She's a flautist, as as we were talking about in the break. She's very talented. She Um, plays the flout. She was, she was, uh, she sat next to Adele at the, uh, so it was kind of different. What is it with these people? They don't have any last names. (laughs) You got, I mean, Lizzo, you got, you got Adele over there. You got Beyonce or beyond whatever she is. We got to get some last names on these people. How in the heck do they put their names on the Grammy Awards if they don't have a last name? Yeah, well, um, they just, they don't. They just put their, you know, their one single name. So Lizzo, need... Lizzo plays the flute. She does, but she's a pop artist. So she's, you know, she has a lot of top 40 hits. Really? Uh, for How sure. do you pull that off? Uh, who does the singing? Well, she does both. You know, she'll play it and then she has background singers and then, you know, kind of go in. And then she does it. She does a lot of collaborations. She's well known in the art and the music industry for being very easy to collab with. Um, so she's she's done songs Got with Harry flute. Styles. Harry she's Styles, done, there he is again. There's a guy with a last people. name. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else won? Uh, so I, I was, one of the other things I wanted to mention, though, yes. is that so it's it started at 7. It was supposed to be end at 1030. Okay. That's it a long did show. not end until nearly 11 o'clock. Huh. Um, and they had this weird segment. So, you know, album of the year is like they're the top one. It's right. like the picture of the And that's year. what our good friend uh, Harry Styles, Harry Styles yes, our, our best best friend. Yep. Um, so they had a little thing that they would do throughout, and it was these 15 fans, and they were in a real round table, almost looked like a focus group. Okay. And they were just talking about how much their their artists that they love should win the Oscar. And that was or the, uh, the Grammy. The Grammy. And it was like a 15-minute, 20 minute segment broken up throughout the night, but I thought it was just the weirdest thing. It was just random fans of Harry Styles or Lizzo or Beyonce. Who's that guy? Abba, that Frank Luntz? Or was Frank Luntz doing this thing? I, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. So they were, I mean, I just thought it was like awkward, but I, I just can't believe that. I mean, every award show I've ever watched always runs late. I mean, you figure that they would be able to figure it out over the course of well, 60 speeches, plus years. You know, the people giving long speeches, right. were they? Uh, uh, I mean, they kind of hook them off the stage after a yeah, couple Yeah, and so, like, I mean, like they got to predict that. Who do you think um, they, when you win this? So you win a, an Oscar, you got the whole movie, you know, the producers and the directors, you got over, you know, the other actors and blah, blah, blah. Who in the heck do you think when you win a thing? Oh, well, a, I mean, if you, when, when you watch the award show, it'll say, you know, Harry Styles, and then it says his 
it'll list his entire production group. No. And so they all get an award as well. And so like when he accepted his award, he had his two executive producers yeah, on were. the stage behind What's him. What's his big hit, Harry Styles? Uh, as You Were, um, Adore. As It Was. As It Was. There you go. Huh. Never yeah, heard of not it. Not that I would know. I don't, yeah. listen, I don't listen. Yeah, I don't listen either. <laughs> you know, music used to be, you know, PJ and I were aficionados of the golden era of music, the well, 1970s, I don't, 80s. I don't remember her name, but one of the ones that won, she won um, either Newcomer of the Year or something, you know, a, a decent-sized award. Yeah. She was like a folk artist. Oh, I like um, folk artists. So, and I was like, and she, her reaction when she, I mean, she's probably in her 50s. Nice. Um, and she won it, and I, yeah, everyone was shocked. I mean, she's up against names like, you know, they have single names, so, you know, yeah. Beyonce, but she won, I don't remember what the award so was. 50-year-old with two names. But I was, it was interesting, folk, you know, folk has made, really made a comeback, and it's more music. modern well, stream now than it was before. Folk music is the foundation of everything in mm-hmm. popular music. And folk music, you know, flows from, you know, American sources, African sources, uh, and one of the great things about American music is it's this, like our country, it's such a mishmash of everybody. You know, mm-hmm. All these different traditions, Irish music, and all of these things that came over into this country contributed to what is a very unique American sound. It's what jazz uh, was born out of. Uh, and a lot of those guys had two names. But you don't see a lot of two-name artists running around out there. You got uh, that guy on YouTube. What's his name? Uh, Bono or whatever. Uh, you know, there's a lot of these single-name guys running around out there. I like musicians that have this Paul is, McCartney. This is Harry Styles we're listening to Oh, there's to Harry right Styles. Now. This is his go, banner PJ. hit. Well, that's one hour down. Folks, you won't want to miss Shawn Michael Lyle. He's going to join us after the news. I'll bet he's met a Grammy Award winner. We'll find out on KMOX.